Alrighty guys, let's get into the gaming news. And we're starting off with something from SteamDB. And that's about Dying Light 2, there's been a change. And they are added third party DRM Denuvo and this happened 8 hours ago. Which is highly disappointing for people who want to play the game because... Denuvo is not exactly uh, something that gamers want in the games. You know, frankly, it is bloatware, um, it is often cracked within the first week of the game being out. So it's not even fit for the purpose that it's created for, right, the nouveau. And then there's not to mention that a lot of people end up having trouble with it, and it ruins performances for the game. So, not great. So I can imagine a few people waiting before they purchase the game before the nouveau is removed. Oh, you know, maybe Techland will remove the nouveau and yeah, it's it's frustrating. I mean, it's frustrating for gamers, right? But anyway, let's move on to the next one, and this is from Twitter, and this is from Agrocraft, who make games. They are an indie studio that made Going Under and published Subway Midnight. So this is about NFTs. We at AgroCrab condemned Team 17's decision to produce and engage with NFTs. We believe NFTs cannot be environmentally friendly or useful and really are just an awful fucking grip. I love this studio already, by the way. <laughs> Please do not harass employees of Team 17 or the devs under their umbrella as this decision seems to have taken everyone off guard and likely came from the very top. Needless to say, we will not be working with them on future titles, and encourage other indie developers to do the same, unless the decision is reversed. I fucking hate it here. Nick and Kaelin from Agrograb. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful tweet. Let me just uh, retweet that as well. Like, wonderful. This was from yesterday. So yeah, Worms developer is the latest to sell out over NFTs. This is Team 17. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's everywhere, right? It's everyone doing it. So in 1994, Andy Davidson had an idea. That idea was to take the infinitely copied mid-70s Textronic 4 or 5-1 game artillery, but do it with cartoon worms. Then developer Team 17 snapped it up and called it Worms, and have since wrung out every last drop of miserable profit from the mediocre idea ever since. So of course they're making worm NFTs. NFTs are a very popular racket in which people sell infinitely reproducible JPEG of badly drawn cartoons to the rich and gullible and use blockchain <laughs> So they're all so ruinous for the environment. Oh god. Oh, I need to check who wrote this. Who wrote this? John Walker. Oh, I'm going to tweet John Walker and tell him that I loved his article. Team 17 joins the ever-growing throngs of video game publishers who'll have some really awkward explain to do when their grandchildren ask what it was like when there were trees. <laughs> it's very excited to announce MetaWorms, unique worms-like pieces of art sold via Reality Gaming Group. Oh god, so this is even in collabs with some shitty, uh... 
God knows what group. What's that naive person who still has hope? You think that means artists working at Team 17 will create unique and delightful pieces of worms art? They sell a unique print for excited customers to frame and hang on their wall? No silly, that's what's currently happening on the alternate earth, where everything isn't sweeping arm gesture. In our dark, petty <laughs> timeline, we get shittily computer generated art. Never touched by human hands, sold to idiots in the form of a JPEG with a registration <laughs> on a blockchain. To everyone else in the world, these will be freely available via the magic of right-clicking. But to the unique individuals, they'll cost a maximum of money and take a fucking great chunk out of the earth. Oh god. I got through that. I didn't know that was going to be that funny. Oh. Worry not though, Team 17 is friends off the criticisms at the past. Because it knows, we know, that NFTs are the shittiest thing it could ever be doing. It's attempting to be preemptively make amends by giving an unspecified cut of the profits to coin the planet in order that it can hand wave away the responsibility for its actions. It's shameless press release informs us Team 17 are donating specifically to its refeed farms plan which parts food pro waste processing worm bed. Get it? Rather than, you know, not cause the environmental destruction in the first place, Team 17 wants a puny UK developer endlessly releasing the same game over and over and over. Is now a hefty indie publisher, putting out a catalogue of often fairly decent games. It's clearly doing pretty well for itself, having just almost spent 200 million on their acquisitions this year already. Oh, they haven't spent 200 million this year on acquiring stuff? The publisher doesn't seem quite so strapped for cash that it needs to be turning to crypto bullshit right now. It'll be interesting to learn how all the indies it publishes feels about their money, ma money machine behaving this way. We reached out to Team 17 with the question, but unfortunately only received a boilerplate statement in response. Oh god. Team 17 is licensing the word brand to our newest third party partner so they can produce collectible digital artwork based on one of the most beloved IPs in indie games. In a similar way to already available uh, physical merchandise, Team 17 has no plans to introduce NFTs or play to earn NFT mechanics into any of its indie games, labels or titles. Oh god. No one needs to be doing this, it's gross. Eurogamer is reporting many within the studio already pissed off about it. Team 17 looks like a big fucking arsehole now, and it had no reason to. Wow, Kotaku wrote a decent article. Holy shit. So, moving on. For you Battlefield fans, I have some very disappointing news. And the disappointing news is that, well, this season 1 is gonna be delayed for 2042. You've waited patiently to hear from us on what we're go what we do to address the issues with Battlefield 2042 that you have told us about. Yeah, issues. Quite a few, isn't there? In the direction you could expect to see us take in the months ahead, we're taking action on multiple fronts to address feedback and implement extensive fixes to the game. Key features that are important to you, and getting team player where it needs to be. 
Well, you dropped the fucking campaign to make the game, so you could have made team player fucking work from the start, couldn't you, really? Like, if you're gonna make a multiplayer game, right, and your justification for making the game, so for dropping the campaign is, well, without a campaign, we could focus more on the multiplayer and make it a better experience, right? And you're still gonna charge people a fucking fortune for the game, right? If you're gonna do that, you best make your multiplayer the best it can be. Apparently DICE isn't capable of doing that anymore. And release the shittily buggly, like... How to describe the launch of Battlefield 2042 is kind of indescribable. In the sense that... It was so broken that if you shoot at an enemy, they would not die. But if you shoot them between the legs where there shouldn't be any hitboxes, they die. It was quite, it was quite a spectacular witness. Anyways, after the release of an update in early March, which will include improvements to scoreboards, how do you improve scoreboard? How do you fuck up a scoreboard? Subsequent updates will prioritise work that will include... How do you fuck up VoIP? Voice communication and player profile. How do you fuck those up? That's quite simple. A tighter squad loop including a refined ping system. Feedback based improvements to gunplay. In other words, make the guns fun to use. Improved reward loop. In other words, make sure people actually get rewards. Expanded tools, mods and tweaks to player experience games in Battlefield Portal. With the folks have improved these core elements of this game, we've made the big decision to move Season 1 to early summer. When Season 1 arrives in early summer, it will mark the start of a year where we'll deliver four seasons. Four new specialists and new locations, along with more new content. For all you who purchased the year one pass as part of the golden, oh god, golden ultimate editions, because that's what we need, right, in a multiplayer game, we need golden ultimate editions for a fucking multiplayer game. We know that this content is coming later than expected, so we're giving you all an exclusive bundle Containing a skin, weapon, and vehicle skins. A melee weapon and player card. Oh, doesn't that feel, make you feel better, doesn't it, eh? Don't you feel better now that you got your weapon skin? Oh, God. We're also planning on improved player feedback process with all of you. As we've been working, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, moving on to the next one. Video Game Chronicle, the FTC has reportedly stepped in to review Microsoft Activision, Activision Blizzard deal. This is kind of a interesting one. They have stepped in to look deal. So the FTC is going to be looking at Microsoft's deal with Activision Blizzard. And that could be problematic for Microsoft. Depending on what the FTC decides, they could decide that Microsoft has too much of a monopoly. Which would absolutely be utterly stupid and absurd. It literally would be stupid and absurd. Considering all the things Disney's acquired, right? And then if they went after, like, Microsoft and were like... Oh, well, you can't have Activision Blizzard and be the third biggest games developer. Oh, no, that would be terrible. If, they, if that went... If that happened, that would actually be seriously bad. And the thing with this is, is that, um... Sony are under the same kind of scru scrutiny, right? Sony is a Japanese company, therefore it is under Japanese law that they operate, so Sony's free to acquire Bungie and that would deal will not be looked at. And it's kind of actually 
disturbing in a way because you remember like when Biden says, you know, about leveling up America, you know, really making things better, getting them back to being like an economic force in the world, you know, his great plan for the future. Then you've got the FTC going after Microsoft for trying to compete with Sony and Tencent. It's, I don't know. We'll have to see where it's going. They might do nothing and the deal will go fine all the way through. But at the same time, there is a very good chance that the FTC might just go, oh, well, that would make you the biggest company in America with games and we don't want that. And they could block it. Or they could make it so the deal is no longer as beneficial. We don't know what they'll do or how it'll go. There's been no statements from Microsoft and there's been no statements from the FTC. Neither has responded, so... It'll just have to be seen where it goes. But there is a lot of people who do think that because of the way America is with big tech right now, they might stop Microsoft from acquiring them. Which would be disappointing. Moving on to IGN. Which is Gwent getting a new single player standalone game later this year exclusive? So, yeah. IGN can reveal that The Witch's Gwent is becoming a new single-player standalone game. Codename Progen Golden, and I'm not saying the last word because it might get misconstrued. It's set to launch in 2022. The project is currently under development within CD Projekt Red's Gwent team. They have a Gwent team? It aims to provide a captivating single-player experience different to previous versions of the digital card game. It will be a completely standalone game and won't require players to own any other versions of Gwent to get the full experience. So, you know, it was a fan favourite game, blah blah blah. So it's going to be a new game that's coming out in 2022, we don't know anything about it. But it might be interesting, so let's have a look out for that one. I do like card games. I like Legends of Rune Terror, I like Magic the Gathering, um, they're fun to play. I also like Yu-Gi-Oh! as well. Although I don't think the Yu-Gi-Oh! games are as good, um... I would, if I was going to make a Yu-Gi-Oh! game, I'd make it very differently to the way they make it, but that's just me, right? So coming soon to Games Pass, Contrast, Crossfire X, Arc Ultimate Survivor Edition and more. So, Contrast is coming to Xbox Games Pass February 3rd, but it's Cloud and Console that's coming to, not PC, which is a shame, because actually this game looks kind of interesting. But it's set in um, a dreamlike, um... Vaudeville and world of the 1920s in which you can shift freely in and out a shadow tasked with helping a young girl named Dee Dee. You will unravel the mysteries behind her troubled family and the dark secrets that you must be exposed to reshape her future. Then you got Dreamscape, an endlessly replayable action roguelike with a waking dreaming game cycle that is coming to cloud console and PC. February 3rd again, by night, delve deep into your subconscious based nightmares. In an ever-changing world filled with unique items, abilities, and challenges, by day explore the city of Red Haven, build relationships, and unlock permanent upgrades to take on the next dream stronger than ever. Then there's Telling Lies coming on the third well for cloud console and PC, an investigative thriller game with non-linear storytelling. Telling Lies revolves around these casual, secretly recorded video conversations, starring Logan Marshall Green. Alexander Ship, Kirsch Bish, Angela Serafian, and directed by Sam Barlow, who created uh, her story and was a writer in Desire and Silent Hill Shattered Memories. Besiege, Besiege Game Preview. Oh, a game preview. Interesting. 
This one's coming February 10th to Cloud Console on PC. Besiege is a physics building game where you construct war machines to obliterate fortresses, annihilate legions of soldiers, navigate hazards and solve physics puzzles. In the single player campaign you'll conquer your way through four distinct islands, each with its own theme. Packed with fully destructible levels and see you bring your enemies to their knees. I'll have to look into that one. Crossfire coming to console, available on day one. With Xbox Games Pass, play the first Crossfire X single player campaign. Operation Catalyst, develop the partnership with Remedy Entertainment. Take control of a great global risk unit as they traverse through enemy territory to save their captured teammate. And uncover dark secrets of the Blacklist Mercy Group. Interesting. Edge of Eternity! Day 1 with Game Pass February 10th as well. But this one's coming to Cloud Console and PC. Which epic turn based battles as you follow Dion? And Selena on a quest to find the cure to the all consuming corrosion in this grand tale of hope and sacrifice created by small tailor passionate JRPG lovers. Ooh, that could be interesting. Skull the Hero Slayer. Skull is a fast paced action roguelite where losing your head is encouraged. That's coming out on the 10th to Cloud Console PC as well. Featuring 100, 100 playable characters each with their own new, new, unique abilities. Holy crap, 100 characters is a lot. And a ton of items that can create wild synergies. Wow, that'll be actually a game where um, there's quite a lot of uh, replayability there. Then there's Ark Survival Edition. Last Kids on Earth and Staff of Doom come to Cloud Console PC February 10th. Battle Hordes of Zombies and Monsters in The Last of Kids on Earth and Staff of Doom. Semi open world action RPG that tells a new story in the post apocalyptic town of Wakefield, playing as team survivors Jack, Quint, June, and Dirk. You'll explore infested streets on your quest to stop um, Melandre, a powerful adversary from attaining the Staff of Doom. And then there is Infernax, which is coming February 14th, Cloud Console PC, with Day 1 Games Pass. Infernax is the adventures of a great knight, who returns to his homeland only to find it played with unholy magic. While on your quest to find and destroy the source of his corruption by enemy's history, you will face ruthless creatures, dangerous beasts, and precarious terrains. Interesting. So the final bit of news before we get into gameplay trailers is about Sword of Legends Online. It is apparently going free to play, so in a statement by them, um, together with developers Wang Yan, Wang Yuan, Shang Tan, and Oregon, we've taken on board the feedback from the Sword of Legends Online community, and have decided to move the game to a free to play model. This means players can now um, experience their own legendary events there in Shenzhou um, completely free of charge and without restrictions. All items that you can buy in the game will remain purely cosmetic, as will Battle Pass content. Anyone who's already purchased Sword Online Legends, uh, blah blah blah, will receive gifts in the form of insanely pretty items and great bonuses as compensation. So yeah, that's going to be free to play on Steam. Um, not played it, but might check it out if it's going to be play, uh, free to play. And this um, change is coming into effect on the 24th of February. 
Oh, I can't do that. Uh, well, never mind. Anyways, let's get to the trailer, shall we? Start off with Minecraft Flight Simulator Australian World Update Trailer. Let's watch this one, shall we? Ooh, pretty. New South Wales. Slide and Spring Reserve 3 New South Wales. More New South Wales. I haven't played Microsoft Flight Simulator since what? Pfft, 2008? Was it 2008? Might have been 2008. I know it was a while ago. So I might actually get back into playing stuff like this. But this looks awesome. Stuff that looks cool. Pretty as hell. I didn't realise how pretty this game has got. Um, makes me wonder how hard it is to run with it being this pretty though. But um, yeah. Oh, that night sky is awesome. It looks like they put a lot of work into this though. A lot of work into this. Cool. There's a vibe to this game as well, right? There's like that vibe of um, chillness to it. Just like cruising around, doing your own thing. Not really being bothered by anyone, right? Not really being bothered by anyone, just kind of chillaxing. Nice though. I think that says everything though, you kind of seeing everything. It's a very nice update to the game. So for all you flight stimmy people out there, you uh, know where you can go to experience Australia in its greatest detail. So, Shadow Warriors 3 coming March 1st, PS4, Xbox One and PC. I don't know anything about Shadow Warriors series, I'm just going to say that now. This is the third game, I don't know what that means um, for the game or anything. But let's have a look and see what it's about. Rated M. Oh, it's from Devolver Digital. Interesting. This seems interesting. What the hell? Those big, the one where we zoom around, see all the ah, fair enough. Roll the loyal chief classes <laughs> Okay. At least then I can find themselves. Okay. This game got classes, or do we play as just two characters? I don't know if they're like series or so. grapple hook, immaculate hair. Okay. And the random rodent. I want to see gameplay though. That's what I want from this. I haven't seen the other games, right? So this was meant to come out last year, right, apparently, according to them. Um, be interested to see where this goes. I do not know a lot about this series. I will have to look into it. Um, it might be a fun game, though. I want to see gameplay before I make that decision. Thing though, I want to see gameplay, and it doesn't look like there is any gameplay yet. But um, hopefully there will be some soon. I mean, I want to do this every week, so hopefully next week we'll have some more info on it. Let's look at this. This looks interesting. This is Shredders. It's coming to Xbox Series XS. Games Pass in Steam. And I haven't played any snowboarding games since SSX, right? And that was a long time ago. So this actually interests me because this might be something that I play. It might be something that I play because I do enjoy snowboarding games. Let me pause that, actually. Let me mute that. Because I think that music copyrighted. Flickety flick. Flick the flick. Is it cool? I mean, it's not SSX level quality, right? I have no idea why nobody reboots that franchise. SSX was some mental, loony stuff. Oh, there's Steam logo there. Interesting. Uh, this could be a fun game. I'm hoping that it's a fun game, at least. But yeah. Anyways, guys, that's it for the gaming news. I will see you guys... Huh? I don't know, later, sometime, um, probably tomorrow, or maybe tonight if we do some other stuff. Anyway guys, thank you for watching this video, peace out, I'll see you guys in the next one.